to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our new interns, they've been working for a couple of weeks already, even though we're here in the middle of the summer, but they got to work before the school year ended. Thank you, thank you to our new interns, Danica Palmer, Raymond Ruiz, and Cynthia Alburez. I look forward to being back in the studio with you at the launch of the new school year. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome our interim, interim Director of Nutrition Services, Sarah Phelps. Welcome. Hello, Joan. Thanks for being here. And our District's Wellness and Marketing Coordinator, Jezebel Cancino. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Can I say your last name right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I never said it out loud before. So <laughs> uh, it looks the way it sounds. So that's good. So, Sarah, let's start with you. How long have you been with us and where did you come here from? I have been with Palm Springs Unified School District for about three years now. I came from Coachella Valley Unified School District where I was there for about four years. Okay, great. Where are you from? I originally grew up in Altaloma, which is just about an hour and a half from here east, um, just out by Ontario Airport. And I moved out to the Palm Springs area in... Uh, September of 1993, where I have been out here ever since. And it's the best place to be. It's beautiful. Except uh, if you ask me that in like August, July and August, I may, I may say not so much today, but (laughs) most of the time it's great. Um, And so what, what role did you join us with? Um, You, you got a promotion couple months ago so where what did you start here as and what did you do in Coachella? Um, In Coachella I was the assistant director of nutrition services um, where I oversaw um, various school sites anything from elementary to high school Um, and here in Palm Springs Unified School District I came on board as a site supervisor um, where I monitored um, the um, anywhere from um, the middle schools and high schools um, to some of the um, ECE, the Early Childhood Education Program, um, where then I was promoted to the Nutrition Services Manager and now the Interim Director. Well, and I know you're going to get that position permanently when when all things are said and done, and we'll hang out for that. In the meanwhile, <laughs> it, what's the difference? Because you're doing the job, and you're doing a stellar job, and we're going to, in a little bit, I want to talk to Jezebel for a couple minutes, but we will um, kind of go over what it's been like since you came here, because you, you were here for a little while before, and then the S hit the fan, and you were right in the mix, it, right in the midst of, of everything that happened. So we're going we're gonna to talk about nutrition services and COVID in just a bit. But Jezebel, how long have you been with us and what made you decide to apply for this position? So um, I started in September. I am now permanent. Thank you, Sarah, for keeping me. <laughs> I have been here for like almost eight, eight nine months. Um, I was a student and a dietetic intern. So I actually volunteered for Jen in my undergrad while I was studying. Wait, if you were a dietetic intern, does that mean that you're sugar-free? 
I am not sugar free. <laughs> I just had to say that. Um, great, great question, Joan. But no, I'm not sugar free. I, I do like my occasional sugar. Um, so I, I used to volunteer for Jen in my undergrad as a nutrition, um, getting my degree in nutrition. And I thought her job is so cool. Like I would love to be a wellness coordinator. And then her position opened up and I remember thinking, whoa, like, okay, I'll just go for it. And oh, so you were one of our, our, your predecessors interns. I don't think I knew that. I was more so her volunteer. I never did. Oh, but I don't even think I knew that. And (laughs) I interviewed you. So that's interesting. I guess I missed that. Yes. You were qualified for the job without me even knowing that. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. It's funny how things work that way. But yes, I'm honored to be here and be serving Palm Springs Unified. Well, give us an overview of what your job entails. Gosh, my job description. Okay, we only have, we only have, you know, 30 minutes. So hit the highlights because I know what those job descriptions look like. Yes, I was going to say you were in the interview. Okay, so in a (laughs) nutshell, um, I'm working on our menus at this time. My hands are very full with all of our allergy students. Um, I also prep or I set up those allergy menus. So like more specialized menus. And then um, I do, I focus on our wellness policy and making sure that it's being implemented. So two grants fall under me, our fresh fruit and vegetable grant and our farm to school grant that we'll talk about in a little bit. And then we also, or I also do um, pizza parties and um, which will be kicking off a little bit more, I would say in the next year. And uh, that's healthy pizza parties, right? Absolutely. It's okay. a reimbursable meal. So it's whole grain rich pizza um, and reduced fat cheese. <laughs> So, and it's delicious. Yeah, I think our pizza is really good. And so we do that. And then we should be rolling out our smoothie bike, no pun intended, a little bit more in the new year. <laughs> and the smoothie bike is really cool. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some of the activities that uh, I had the pleasure of being at. So if I miss any because I wasn't there, you can you can um, certainly throw that in we might as well let's let's start there since we're talking to you right now um so I know that you know this year was first of all was your first year and second of all it was uh kind of a hybrid year even though everybody was in school it was hybrid in terms of the things that we could do and having you know outside people come on campus and all that stuff because you know as you guys know in January we had another surge that was almost as bad as the first time and um, it was scary you know when we came back from from uh, winter break there were the absences were you know off the charts and and then there were all these people who had COVID and then were exposed to COVID so it's been a it's been a strange year and yet. You managed to to do quite a bit and um, and and get get us uh, our kids involved in uh, educational activities uh, quite a few and we got some great media coverage and uh, the you know working within those those grants that you got and then also um, kicking off uh, National School Breakfast Week. That was really cool. And that's what I thought of that when you mentioned the smoothie bike. So give you the floor and tell us, just give us an overview of some of the activities this year. 
Yeah, okay. So our goal with our wellness policy is to implement nutrition education. So we had our very new uh, farm to school grant. So where we kicked off nutrition education at four secondary sites. This was Ranch Mirage High School, Desert Hot Springs High School, James Workman Middle School and Raymond Creek Middle School. And at this time, like you mentioned, um, the allowances with the COVID restrictions were, were very hard, but we also were able to bring the farm to the students. So while we brought Farmer Mark from Aziz via Zoom into the classroom where he talked about these produce boxes that we were able to give to our students. Every participating student got to take home a produce box to their families and got to share it with them. So I gave them the nutrition education on all that various produce that they were given. And then Farmer Mark got to talk about the agricultural component, which was awesome. And it was via Zoom, right? So we got to put him up in the palm tree and he got to talk about dates from literally his palm trees, which was awesome to see. And then, of course, like our fresh fruit and vegetable grant. So with that fresh fruit and vegetable grant, we are required to supply with a minimum of three times a week fresh fruits and veggies during recess time to our three participating school sites. And those school sites are Julius Persini Elementary, Kawia Elementary, and oh my goodness, sir, I'm forgetting the other one, Cap Erixa Elementary. Sorry about that little brain fart. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, so with those three elementary sites, we are, we are required to provide nutrition education as well. But because of COVID, we had this waiver that nutrition ed could be more so verbal and not necessarily, you know, handwritten, that type of stuff. So we provide, so I also provided nutrition ed via peach jar. So I got with all of those elementary sites and provided them flyers of various different fruits and veggies that could be given to the parents via peach jar, which is like that um, database newsletter electronically. Uh -huh. So we did that. And then also through National School Breakfast Week, which happened March 7th through the 11th, which included all of our school sites, we highlighted the importance of breakfast and just educated our students that when having breakfast, you know, you're more alert in class, but you also score higher on your exams. So we talked about that. We were able to showcase some new menu items that allowed us to get our students feedback, you know, helped us gauge, would this be beneficial putting this on the menu next year type of thing. And then we also were able to give them fresh um, fruit cups that we prepared here in our central kitchen. And all of those fruit cups showcased local Aziz Farms, thermal California grown fruit, which was nice. And smoothie so, right. Yes, and the smoothie bike, not to forget that. So that was our first time, that was especially my first time bringing out the smoothie bike at National School. Oh, we've yeah. had the smoothie bike for a few years, but you, of course, because of COVID, you, you hadn't seen the bike. And no. it's so cool. If you haven't seen it, it is a bike and it's like kind of <laughs> like a stationary bike. Yeah, exactly. And it's got a blender on the back of it or on the front of it. On the front, yeah. Mm -hmm. On the front. And you, you tell the nice ladies or gentlemen, what would you like <laughs> in your smoothie? And they put it in the blender and then you blend your own smoothie by riding. So mm -hmm. it's a combo of physical fitness and nutrition. And it's, it's awesome because it's fun. And like, if you want your uh, smoothie really well, well blended, you're going to do some more pedaling. And if you want it chunkier, you'll do a little less. And it's, it's really, I mean, I don't know who invented that, but it's very, very cool. Yes. And, and so you, you highlighted that perfectly. All the things are <laughs> like does, but we definitely had to dust it off, you know, get some maintenance right. on it and put some oil in the wheels because it's been some time since. Right you know, it had been used. So um, 
I think to highlight our two biggest events that we were able to hold with the Farm to School grant was our farmer's market. So that focused on elementary school sites where we did um, Cabot Yerksa and Sunny Sands. Rio Vista decided to opt out of our farmer's market because at the time they were experiencing a surge. But we're hoping that next year we'll be able to bring that farmer's market to them. So we, we brought the farmer's market out to our elementary sites where the students were able to receive nutrition education from myself and the farmer, mostly farmer Lauren driven. He comes to us from Fresno, California. And so he brought all local, local produce, like some carrot carrot oranges, some tangerines, some local broccoli, cauliflower, and carrots. We also got to show the students purple carrots because many of them had never seen purple carrots. And so our third graders and up got to shop with mascot butts. Like, so for example, Cabot Yerksa Elementary School, their mascot is Explorers. So on their bill, they had the Explorer. And so they got to shop with their money. And as you got to see, Joan, some of our students had a little bit of a hard time adding Oh, up. so it was a combo, <laughs> nutrition, education, and math lesson. Yes, yes. And the math was a little bit above the heads of the little ones. Like the fifth graders did fine. Yes, but the third graders, the, they struggled a little bit, needed some help. Like how many, um, if I wanted tangerines and carrots, how many could I get? They, they were struggling a little bit. And Farmer Mark was, you know, shoot questions out. Mark? Farmer Lauren. That one was Sorry, Lauren. Lauren. Uh, was, okay. was um shooting out questions and sometimes the the answers were really kind of wow. <laughs> but they were put on the spot and and it was it was great. I was able to come over to the farmers market at Cabot Yerksa. And let me just say, Jezebel, you are like Sarah, we did a really good job. We in did. picking the right person because you, you, you have the whole package going and we are very fortunate to have you. If we have time, I'm going to come back to you and talk about um, the wellness policy because that that's a big deal. I mean, I know you presented to the board recently and I'm sure you're the one who has to monitor it and make sure that we're in compliance with any changes at the state and federal level. And so uh, we'll get back to that if we can. But Sarah, I want to first want to talk about before we we go back in time a little bit, is there anything that is changing this year? We're starting school in about two weeks here. Is there anything, anything that parents need to know about changes in how we're doing anything or what they need to fill out or anything like that? Yes, actually, um, with our um, students that would be continuing with distance education, as far as um, being at uh, DLA, um, they were typically picking up on Wednesdays meals for, um, for their students to be at home. With the waivers that have now expired, um, we are unable to provide those weekly meals um, for those students on the Wednesdays as we were previously um, due to those um, waivers were not extended by USDA. Um, we're hoping at some time in the future that that might change, um, but at this point in time, we are unable to provide those meals on Wednesdays. Okay, so essentially that means if they're on distance learning, they're not gonna get meals this year. Correct, yeah, okay. that is correct, yes. Okay. It's very unfortunate. Um, we, uh, all of the school districts um, nationwide keep continuing to um, advocate for school nutrition and send in letters and um, well you know I mean I don't know the 
I don't know all the politics, but you know there's politics involved here. And you also know that um, most people in um, people who are making laws and educators will agree that distance learning is not the best, um, the best option for most students. There are exceptions, but you know, now that we're kind of on the other side of this um, pandemic, and I think that a lot of this may be encouragement for parents to, to bring their kids back to school. So, you know, do you agree? I agree 100%. Yeah. I truly um, agree that the students need to, to be together and to enjoy, you know, having meals together, um, just sharing thoughts and ideas and just socializing with, with each other. Right. Absolutely. So let's, so let's go back. Um, and wait, before we get to that, so Jezebel, you mentioned earlier that um, like during National School Breakfast Week, you were um, kind of piloting some items on the menu to see whether this is something that students would be interested in us adding on a regular basis. Do we have any new menu items that students will see this coming school year? So if Sarah will agree with me, I can't disclose any like individually wrapped items just because manufacturer issues and we don't want to say, hey, this will be on the menu when, you know, I don't it, blame may not, you. Right. it may not be able to come to us. However, at Ranch Marge High School, though, we have seen a desire for freshly made breakfast burritos. So Arla, the cafeteria lead, has now taken upon herself to make um, breakfast burritos on Wednesday mornings because it's their late start. So I think that's something that, you know, if Sarah allows, we definitely will be will be pushing forward into the new year, fresh breakfast burritos. And maybe yes. even something we could take to other sites. So excellent. That's great. And are, are the salad bars back or not? Yes. Not yet. Yes, the salad bars are back. We are able to um, run them at 100 um, percent with right. no um, disruption. And they have those at every school site or is it just certain ones? Um, at all of the elementaries and then um, specific um, high schools is uh, Rancho Mirage High School, Desert Hot Springs High School um, are the two high schools currently that are um, using the salad bars. So our, our goal is to have it district-wide at all of the school sites. So we are implementing it um, slowly but surely um, at the school sites. All right, great. All right, thank you for, I'm glad we got all that out. And now in the remaining minutes we have, so roll back to March 13th of 2020, Friday the 13th, a day that I don't think any of us will ever forget. Um, our district earlier that day had decided, well, we don't know what this is going to be, but we're hopeful that it's just a little thing. And we'll, we'll start, we'll have our, our spring break now instead of in a few weeks. And then everything will be fine and we'll come back. And, and we actually put that in place. And then later that same day, Riverside County shut down all the schools in the county. And it wasn't spring break anymore. It was, you're done and figure it out. And so we had our emergency operations team gathered that afternoon and mostly everybody looked like a deer caught in the headlights. But the people that had to spring into action the fastest were your team. 
Absolutely. because and um, and you weren't the director at the time. And Stephanie Bruce has moved to Oakland, I think. Yes, correct. And she she did a great job, and um, and she was the lead at that time. But you guys all worked that entire weekend. Yes, putting things in place so, so that you could serve kids Monday morning. So take us through just a snapshot. We can't give every step. We'd be here all day. Snapshot of what evolved from that day forward. From what evolved? Well, starting the very next day on Saturday, um, it was gather the team together. Let's package some meals. And it had to be grab and go items that we were able to package up for the families to be able to take home. Something that was um, had all of the food groups, all of the reimbursable items the fruits, the vegetables, the milk, the proteins, um, to make it a, a nice, healthy meal for them. So first thing, you know, Monday morning, we'd be able to have those meals available for families to be able to pick up. So we did um, various uh, distributions throughout the pandemic. Um, we started out doing a um, couple of times a week. And then we were able to, um, once the USDA um, allowed us to and the CDE, we were able to do bulk meals where we were able to give out um, more items where families could actually do um, cooking at home, making sandwiches, um, giving out turkeys for holiday time periods, um, just trying to get the families involved to where they were working together just because the, the students were not having that involvement with, you know, other students and socialization. So how could we make it fun for them instead of just having a packaged meal to um, to heat up? It was cooking instructions that were given to them to where they could actually, um, you know, cook and learn. So a little bit of instruction all time at home um, while also learning how to cook. Um, you know, and, and just to, to backtrack a little bit. So I was there on that first morning um, when, you know, that the following Monday, which was what this, the March 16th, because media was very interested in, well, how are they going to handle this? What are they going to do? And not only did we set up distribution sites at, you know, in each core area, I don't think it was at every school, but at, you know, central locations, like at the high schools and the middle schools and some elementary schools. But we also, you know, our bus drivers, we're not driving buses anymore because um, our kids weren't going to school, at least for a while. It went on for a long, long while. So they delivered food to every bus stop. Absolutely. And so parents were able to pick it up there. And um, it was it was challenging. And at first, I think you, you guys like had to collect paperwork, on, like make sure that these are our kids and then we count it. And then thankfully that went away and you didn't have to do that minutiae paperwork because it was, it was overwhelming. You couldn't like, you couldn't do it. And um, the bottom line is, is that we have nearly 90% of our students who would qualify for free or reduced lunch based on income. Um, our district doesn't have to do that anymore because we're, what does CEP stand for? Community eligibility program. Right. So we, Stephanie applied for that, like, I don't know how long it's been, five, six years ago. And so our whole district gets free meals. Yes. There's, there's paperwork that has to be filled out anyway, though, right, Sarah, we encourage everybody to do that because we, we do get money for, for qualifying for it. I don't know if it's LCAP or it's some, some money that other than the nutrition program, right? So yes. do they get 
they get notification of how and when to fill out that it's online now, I think. It is um, online now. Yes. And, um, each family, um, we are able to extend benefits um, within the families too. So it's not necessarily that it has to be filled out for every single student. Um, as long as we're able to um, find that the children within the household, we're able to extend it. So say if somebody was directly certified, um, one of the students, then as long as they're in the same household, we're able to extend those benefits um, to all of the children as well um, to increase that. So do they get notification through their school on how and when to go online and do that? Yes. Any families that where we are missing that information, um, we will be reaching out to them via um, Blackboard and they will be getting calls from us as far as how to um, process that paperwork. And then also the schools will be following up with them as well. Excellent. Okay. So how many meals, uh, you know, not, it doesn't have to be an exact number, but how many meals did you and your team distribute throughout the pandemic? We distributed over 9 million meals. It's, it's just incredible. And if you were able to, as a community member, if you either participated in picking up food because you're a parent of one or more children, or you just happen to be driving by, I mean, you want to talk about un unsung heroes? <laughs> it's your team. Um, and, and you know what? Everybody is like, you know, I mean, I, you think about how teachers manage to teach from home while they have their own kids who are in the same boat. Right. And they might not live in a palace. They don't live in a palace, but they might not even have a separate room for everybody. And their kids are dealing, you know, young kids trying to you know, navigate through the process and they had to work, you know, and they had to, <laughs> they had to, to engage their kids. So yes, they are too. But I think we forget about, you know, you and your team, like mostly everybody had the option of being at home um, through at least, you know, the first couple of months of this, because so they, not your team. <laughs> no, like, Get the meals ready. Exactly. And and your people distributed those meals. And, you know, I'm sure some of them were afraid. And they they stepped up and they did it. And so, you know, there were some tributes to your team. And I just think that not enough. Like, not, I mean, there should have been more. Like, I, just um, incredible. We're all very proud of the work that you and your team do every day. Mm -hmm. And, um yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it, it was, uh, it's, I'm sure you all learned a lot. We did. We absolutely learned a lot. We had so much great team building and ideas. Um, you know, one week wasn't always perfect. We would tweak something. Somebody would have an idea. Um, what was also great, too, is we had such great teacher and um, principal participations as well. They were out there with us helping to hand out meals. It was great for the teachers I on those meal distribution days. They were also able to be at um, right. the distribution sites and they were able to hand out homework and awards. And so it was great that as the students were coming through getting their meals, if they had an award, we were able to celebrate um, curbside with those students, giving those awards to those students. And, you know, also there were there were many members of the community, like mainly parents that wanted to help. And yeah. I, I know it was limited what we were able to allow them to do because you didn't certainly wouldn't want to take on a liability of 
you know, exposing someone to COVID. So there was that, but there were so many grateful people and said, I'll do anything. I want to help. And the gratitude from our parents was, you know, they drive through with signs and, you know, when the Girl Scouts were giving out cookies, they wanted to make sure that they, you know, they purchased, the parents purchased cookies for the the nutrition service workers who were distributing food. And it was just really, it was heartwarming. And um, can't say enough about your team and Sarah, your leadership. Thank you for it. Jezebel, thank you for coming and joining our district. It's, um, we're fortunate that you heard about the position and right person for the right job. So I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you. I really enjoy working with you. And well, now that we're, you know, full board back, um, we will do more with our kids. And I, I look forward to publicizing whatever we come up with because that's that's what I do best. So we'll work together and you're a great spokesperson too. So thank you both for being here and um, we'll definitely have you back for an update next school year. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. In the studio. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look, we learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my interns and we'll see you next week.